How do I disregard negative thoughts and try to focus on the present moment? So something that we can appreciate when we bring a bit of attention to it is that we are not our thoughts in that you can have thoughts you agree with, you can have thoughts you disagree with, you can have different thoughts, you can have lots of thoughts, you can have smaller numbers of thoughts. There's any number of varieties of configuration of, of thoughts that can come forward. But you yourself, in terms of the conscious person that you are, who's aware of this happening, there's a distance or a separation potentially between those those two things. And so uh, there's potentially the opportunity to engage with thoughts in different ways then as a result of realizing this. It's not just that whatever pattern of thinking is there is it and that's it, you're finished. You just have to, to, to kind of go along with it, whatever it might be. Uh, there are options, different perspectives, different ways of, of, of thinking about and engaging with thoughts. And a simple example of this is the example of watching television. So when you watch television, you uh, know on some deeper level that you're not the program or the channel that you're watching. However, uh, when you watch TV, you tend to forget that, because that's the whole point of a of a good program, a well-made film or TV show, is that it, it suspends disbelief and it leads you to forget that uh, you're somewhere else, that you're just in the living room and you get caught up in the story and the narrative uh, of the program that you're watching. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be good to be able to explore alternate worlds, maybe to bring back inspiring ideas or just to, to, to relax by doing it or to excite yourself by doing it as well. It can complement sometimes what might be missing to some degree in day-to-day -day life. But the hope then is we bring that inspiration back and we use it then to assist or to aid our day-to-day -day life and there's some kind of exchange around it. And fiction has always served this role in history, whether it's writing or whether it's films or whether it's computer games or anything else. It's to act as a kind of a sandbox, as a kind of a, a second world that we can kind of play in a bit and maybe do things we otherwise wouldn't do to, to learn from them in some way so we then don't need to do them in real life uh, or we, we can do them if they, if they do seem to be good ideas. So the imagination plays that role and just media and storytelling generally helps that to happen. So if there is something on TV that you don't want to watch, you've got a few options. One is you can turn off the TV. So it is also possible to stop thinking. And that might seem challenging sometimes. The thoughts might come back again. But, you know, as you practice it, you, you do tend to get better at it, stopping thinking, turning off the TV. You know, sometimes we don't even think to not think. So it's good to realize there's an option of saying, okay, let me break out of this for at least a moment. So the other option, not just turning off the TV, the other option is uh, changing the channel. So maybe there's nothing wrong with watching TV. Maybe we're happy enough to do that. But we wouldn't want to just leave the TV on whatever channel it happens to be on. Maybe there's a program that just doesn't interest us, so we just leave it on. But in the same way, the thoughts that we're thinking right now in our life, uh, negative or otherwise, we may have just inherited them based on circumstances find yourself in a particular situation thinking those thoughts because they're just the old ones that were, were there. It's like having a computer running Windows 95 and we just don't upgrade it because we're used to it. But there are options. We can upgrade it. We can think of the thoughts. 
So changing the channel is one of the options. So turning off the TV is one, changing the channel is the other. And the other thing you can do, you, you can probably think of times you've done this already, is where even if you don't have access to the remote, if there's something on that, that doesn't particularly interest you, you, you can still, even if you're looking at it, you can still not engage with it too much. Like if there's an infomercial on TV trying to sell you something you don't want to buy, you can still look at that, but just not buy it. You don't need to believe the claims being made. If they say you have to buy now, you don't have to. You can just look at it, and you don't even need to object to the fact that you, you don't have to. You can just see that as somebody making a claim, which you don't have to engage in. It's just TV. So in that mode, you're becoming more aware of the space between you and the program that happens to be on the TV. So in terms of disregarding negative thoughts, uh, yeah, you can choose to stop thinking them to some extent. Now, I appreciate in some moments that will be easier. In some moments, it will be harder. But still, it is good to practice interrupting thoughts. It's not about succeeding at it. It's just building up the muscle tone to be better at managing them. The other thing, then, is changing the channel. So if the negative thoughts are there, usually there's some degree of concern within them. Flip them backwards. Well, what is it that you actually want? You know, they're negative for a reason. There's some problem or there's some concern. What does the solution to that look like? How would we rather it would be instead? And whether we think it's possible or not just yet ain't really the point, because we might know what the solution is until we spend some time meditating on it. So starting to turn that around and understand what some of the alternatives are is very useful. But even if the mind is giving us lots of unwanted thoughts, which are negative and unhelpful, still, like the infomercials, these are just trained-in reflexive patterns. They're not necessarily telling the truth, or maybe they're telling the truth, but it's now out of date. That's so not the case anymore. So there is some room to be able to say, well, there's a lot of concerning ideas. Gosh, I'm glad that's not me. And then instead to be able to respond in a different way. Now, I do get that's hard. It's, it's, it's a bit like when you're surrounded by other people. If you're surrounded by other people that are quite negative, you know, it's, it's obviously easier for you to be negative too because it kind of rubs off on you, it reinforces. But, of course, it is possible to have negative people around you and to still say, actually, no, hold on a moment, guys. You know, I think this is what we need to do here. So it's almost like we need to do that within ourselves. If those thoughts have been embedded, if we pick them up as we've gone along, to try and break free from them and to be able to say, okay, what is a viable alternative? Now, that being said, it is very important at the same time to be able to look inwardly to some degree and address the root cause of the concern as well. Because while a certain amount of management of negativity is just routine maintenance in living our lives, there is, if we're having a lot of these kinds of thoughts and feelings, the deeper questions of why. And there may be very good reasons for what we're calling negativity. And what we're calling negativity may not really be negative at all. You know, if you're having a lot of anxious thoughts and you're imagining worst-case scenarios, does that sound like negative thinking? Okay, but what if you're standing near something dangerous, like the edge of a cliff, and you're, you're thinking, oh, well, this might be risky? Well, then that's not negative, is it? There'd be something wrong if you weren't feeling fear or concern and having those kinds of thoughts in that moment. So the root cause would need to be addressed. So, you know, do we need to make changes in our life in some shape or form so that, therefore, there isn't really a need for negative thoughts to come forward. And typically, those kinds of root cause changes usually need to be either internal or external. So sometimes we have a way of viewing ourselves or the world that just isn't working for us. And other times, it's more that, well, actually, our approach isn't bad, but we're just maybe doing the wrong thing with our life, or we need to make some external change 
which is going to bring about more resolution. So often there's a combination of both needed. It's looking deeply and saying, what good reasons do I have for a negativity to come forward? And how can I just address those internal and external factors as best as I can? It doesn't have to be perfect, but every step is going to bring it forward. And then the other side of it is, well, how can I just manage thoughts effectively and make sure that I'm not just repeatedly reinforcing the unwanted ones, but that I am obviously taking the deeper action that's needed if that's needed, but in terms of the thoughts themselves, turning them in, into more resourceful thoughts so you're focusing more on what you want rather than what you don't want and taking some steps in that direction.